Hello, everybody. I'm Paul Levine. I'm guest hosting today on Authors on the Air, and we are so happy to have with us Jeff Burnside, award-winning investigative journalist, and now the author of a biography, the very intriguing title, Cashup Davis, not Catchup, not Catchup, <laughs> Cashup Davis, yeah. The Inspiring Life of a Secret Mentor. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Paul. How have you been? Just fine. Thank hey. you. What's the story that brought you to writing a biography of a late 19th century character? And I'm going to say character with a capital C. Yes, that's right. Uh, he's an eccentric uh, Old West pioneer. It, it's just an amazing story. Now, let me just tell you, uh, my co-author, Gordy Davis, is a friend of mine. And it's Kashup Davis is his great-grandfather. For years, Gordy would tell me about this guy, uh, Kashup, with a funny nickname. And I said, Gordy, you should write a book about this guy. And he said, well, you're the journalist. Why don't you do it? And I said, let's do it together. So the story is told through Gordy's eyes. Kashup Davis was his great-grandfather, this pioneer in the Old West, who uh, eccentric characters, you say, who inexplicably had this obsession with building a grand hotel on top of a mountain in the Old West when there were only a few hundred white settlers there. Everyone told me he was crazy, but he'd been successful lavishly at everything he'd ever done and followed his instinct. It was a huge success, but then it started to teeter and finally went out of business and cash up lost everything. So it's really a story about life lessons that we're learning from this guy 135 years ago uh, that Gordy seems to have sought in his very successful life to eliminate his own good success. I think he went on this journey of self-discovery looking for his great-grandfather to learn from. So there are life lessons for all of us. For example, Paul, the biggest question is in the book is what, what will your legacy be? And, and do you chase your dreams or do you listen to the doubters? Uh, and and what's, what, how do you define success? These are all lessons of today that are illuminated by this mesmerizing story from 135 years ago. Well, let's talk about 1888, which is when Cashup Davis built this hotel in the middle of nowhere against all good advice, one would think. Yeah. Um, 1888, also when Thomas Edison was working in his lab in New Jersey, it's when George Eastman patented the Kodak camera. What was it about these people? You used the word pioneers, which is a great word for them. What inspired Cashup, first of all, to go west, and then secondly, to do this impossible project? This is a magnificent question, and I'm not sure we'll ever know the answer. One of the chapters is subtitled, uh, um, I'll Know When I Get There. So I think Cashup had this instinct in his early life in Great Britain. Uh, an overachiever at a young age, and he was obsessed with living on the edge of Western settlement in America, as many Europeans were. And so he literally hops on a boat in a young, youthful age and comes to America and gradually starts going farther and farther west. Back then, the Old West was Ohio, uh, but he <laughs> continued out west um, and lived uh, among tribes. You know, remember, we call them pioneers. The Native Americans called them invaders. Um, but he always managed, I think in part because he came from Britain, where they didn't have this native population. He, he managed to respect them and live among them in a geographic sense. Uh, and so he had always been successful. I think immigration is self-selecting of an enterprising people. I do. Maybe you agree. Kashup was one of them. So he made a fortune several times and uh, as a rancher and a farmer and wheat 
this is magnificent wheat country in the Palouse area of Washington state with this absurdly uh, nutrient rich soil. Um, and then he, he always believed in his instinct because it had always worked for him. And it was his instinct to build this hotel and it turned out to be not such a great instinct. So that's another life lesson. And, you know, follow your dreams, but keep your feet on the ground as well, Paul. I think we've frozen. So I'm not sure if you're getting me, Paul. There we go. Pam has well, stepped let's, in. Let's go ahead and, and, and continue. Paul might be frozen in time there. Yes. Of course, that's okay. Um, what made you decide to write this book? Uh, thanks for stepping in, Pam. And Paul will unfreeze soon, I'm sure. He will. Um, I think uh, it's just, and actually I should say, we're also doing a documentary on this story too, Wonderful. because it's so mesmerizing. Has any so many layers to the onion as we reveal all these new facets of Cashup's life. Um, I, I think it's a great uh, life lessons book that we can all glean, no matter where you are in the country or the world, really. Um, and so I think that that's the story that that come that you take away from this book. It's it's yes, it's a story about a pioneer, but it's also a story about amazing life lessons we can all use. Well, you're not kidding. Tell mm. me about the documentary. Thanks for asking. Yeah, so it it does. It, so I live in both the TV world, as you know, Pam, yes. I'm a longtime investigative reporter on TV, yes. and in the text world. So not all journalists can do that. So while we did the researching and the writing, we really created two products, the book as well as the film. And I think that there'll be some synergies there as well. So the film will probably come out in a year, maybe a year and a half or two years. We don't have a platform yet. We're not finished with it. But um, there's already great interest in stepping into this documentary team. And so, you know, we have this vision. The vision might end up being much bigger. So we'll see how it goes. We're going to have some expensive lunches in Hollywood. I imagine you would. Well, so let's talk about the difference between you were talking about text and film. Yeah. You know, writing a book is very different than mapping out a documentary for film. Mm -hmm. Will you be doing that both? I mean, you've done the book. Will you be doing the film as well? The Yes, I'll do the narration for the films since that's kind of what I do. And uh and I know what kind of tone and pace and cadence I want. It's going to be a very cinematic piece of film. Uh, and, and you're right. There are, there, it's the same story, different storytelling platform, and that's exciting to me. So the, the pace and the, and the timeline in the film is different than the book. There'll be some similarities, no question about it. And Pam, when you read the book, I think you'll find that I naturally write very conversationally because that's the way we write for TV. Um, and, you know, there's some curmudgeons that didn't like that, uh, <laughs> but I do, I do. And it's very, it's just like sitting down and talking with a friend. I, and I think that we, we also try to drive people from one chapter to the next, which is kind of a TV thing to do. So when you get to the end of one chapter, uh, my prediction, Pam, is you won't be able to resist reading the next chapter. Well, I like the idea of, of you know, reading this historical story. Um, I'm not particularly a lover of historical fiction, yeah. but this is not fiction. This no, is the no. real McCoy. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm stepping away. Paul, are you with us again? Yes, a little internet crash in Santa Barbara, California. Okay. I'm going to leave you alone to talk. It's been a pleasure for me to talk to Jeff, too. Have at it. Damn, you were very smooth in that whole transition. Oh, what thank a, you. <laughs> what a pinch hitter. But isn't it something, and I'm going to tie this to Cashup Davis. What yeah. would Cashup Davis think 
1888 when he built the hotel mm. to 2023, if he was born 100 years later, yeah. that you're in the state of Washington. Pam is in the state of Florida. I'm in California. We are all talking and communicating yeah. and seeing each other. Mm. Uh, if Kashup were alive today, what would he be into? Uh, space exploration, the James Webb telescope, or, or what? I think he'd be in the media. He had a bit of an ego, let's face it. And, and in fact, we explored this notion that to be as ambitious and successful as he was in his day, um, you, you all have to have a little swagger and self-confidence. Um, and I think we, we examine whether, you know, how you measure that and, and how you know you're not stepping over your bounds of possibilities. So he was a big promoter. He would be one of those guys who, when he came into the nearby town, the newspaper reporter would go there. There would be a crowd around him and it would be a story in the net and the paper the next day. So I think he'd definitely be in the media. He'd have a big social media platform, no doubt. And, and a show on CNN. Yeah. <laughs> what the... Uh... Because the uh, subtitle has the intriguing uh, uh, words, the inspiring life of a secret mentor, what has his uh, great-grandson, Gordy, and what have you been able to learn that would be relevant in our lives today? Yeah, Gordy got very emotional, frankly, when we started peeling away the onion. There are some things in the book where you think the story is, is over. We alluded to the fact that his hotel went out of business and that he... He died alone. I don't. There's nothing to to, to dodge on that. Um, lost his family. He was estranged from everyone. But just when you think the story is done, then there's another element that springs forward and makes you happy again. And that that is one of the things that that made Gordy cry. Gordy is this very successful, thick fingered, cigar chomping Texan who uh, is got this gruff exterior, but he's got a heart of gold and. And he really teared up when we found it. It's got two surprise endings. He really teared up when he saw them both. So I, I don't want to spoil it for the readers, but right. um, wouldn't, so, it, mm -hmm, go ahead. wouldn't it be true that these pioneers, mm -hmm. these inventors, these yeah. people who saw things that others didn't often would have this soaring success or be on the verge of success, but something would turn against. I'm thinking of Tesla, who was Edison's great yeah. competitor with electricity who yeah. died alone and virtually starving in a hotel room. Yeah. Um, tragedy seems to accompany characters like this. I think you're right. I think it's because they swing for the fence so often and not every pitch is going to be a home run. Uh, but that's part of success. That's part of risk and reward, which is another theme that we talk about in great detail in this book. Gordy's success came with tremendous risk. I mean, he risked it all more than once and had some failures, but um, he became extremely wealthy and is now a philanthropist, giving away more than $70 million to various Whoa. universities. I mean, he's, he's up there. <laughs> when Kashif Davis uh, had his stagecoach, uh, what, what would it be? A, stagecoach a stop, they call it. Stagecoach stop, and I guess they would feed the horses and feed the people. Mm -hmm. um, he was successful but he wasn't satisfied with that. Right. And in my mind, I, I see him looking up at the top of that mountain or that butte mm -hmm. and seeing something nobody else could see. Yeah. What, what do you think was, having studied him, what was going through his mind to build a hotel on top of this lonely mountain? So 
I'm getting chills just listening to how you describe that because it's exactly what I imagine happened to him. His stagecoach stop, which was located by complete chance, ended up being on the, on the midpoint between two cities, just in the right spot for stagecoaches to stop and, and feed the horses. And then he was a huge entertainer, so he made a fortune. He was in, all, he was in the news, New York newspapers. I mean, he was a celebrity even back then. And then the trains came in put all the stage coaches and their stops out of business. And he'd been looking at that darn mountain for, you know, years. And in fact, my research finds that he actually talked to somebody about building the hotel many years before he actually did it. So here's a guy who went out of business and, and, but then pivoted, he had this vision and um, he had literally vision. I mean, that is the word. He had several inventions that helped advance wheat farming and harvesting. He did some really innovative things with apple orchards and fruit trees to feed his guests all year long, just about. Uh, so he was a real innovator. Again, I think by, by necessity of the pioneer spirit, but his uh, has always been like that, even when he was in England. So, and he loves people, he loves adulation, he loves dancing all night long. So I think he saw the hotel as an extension of his stagecoach stop in a really, really grand fashion. And if we didn't have some of those people with vision and seeing things that we don't see, yeah. we might uh, not be the people we are today. So true. Our world would be very different in ways that we can't even fathom. Yeah, absolutely. And even though he was a pioneer and the stuff he did never really left the Palouse, I think that you'll find in the book, one of his legacies is his family that he didn't realize at the time. His, the Davis family went on to do amazing things, least of whom is Gordy. Well, um, something in the uh, genetics there. Let, yeah. uh, Jeff, what about Jeff Burnside? What's next for you? Thanks for asking. So uh, I love writing books. I know you've done a bazillion books, and I'm frankly so grateful that you're here talking with me today. Thank you again for that. Um, so uh, we have, I have six, seven, eight more books identified, most of which are true stories one or two based on a true story, because as a journalist, I, I'm drawn to the, the factual. And uh, so as soon as this one is launched and fully away from my fingertips, I'll start on the next one. And, and uh, I anticipate it's going to be about some of my work as a journalist, as an investigative reporter. Um, and I think it'll, it's, it's based on a, a dog that I rescued. And uh, but there's so much more to it than that. So I'll have to that's a good teaser. That's a very yeah, good teaser. Yeah. And for the people who don't know, who are listening and watching, uh, you have a long career as a television investigative reporter, many awards won, um, long history in Miami, Florida. Now you're in the Northwest. Yeah. What's what's the difference in Miami and Seattle? You have a little well, thought there? Night and day, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> the topography, the weather, the people, the attitude. Uh, both great things and great in both places, no question about it. Seattle is my home, the Northwest. Uh, you know, it's one of the few places in Seattle where you can look to the east and to the west and see snow-covered mountain ranges and have the ocean at your feet. And so it's it's a really unusual and rare place. So I love it here. Well, uh, Kashif Davis, the inspiring life of a secret mentor, is off to a great start. First it printing is. sold out. They're back printing more books right yeah. now. Yeah. has gotten uh, tremendous uh, reviews and publicity and Seattle Times uh, yeah. magazine, 12 pages, which uh, is memorable for two reasons. Number one, they still have a Sunday magazine at the yeah. Seattle Times, which most papers don't. Right. And number two, for a book 
to get that kind of uh, widespread uh, publicity and dissemination is quite wonderful and speaks yeah. really well of your efforts and your execution of this project. Well, thanks. A great team at the Seattle Times. My hat's off to them. I mentioned the story to them. They said, well, send something to me. And they, thank goodness, they were so intrigued with it that they really, really ran with it. They did a great job. And by the way, do you like my coffee cup? I don't know if you can see Oh, <laughs> Look at well, that. the pe people at home, Cheater's Game was uh, my book, which was a, my fictional <laughs> take on a true story. And that is the ongoing college admission scandal. And yes. it is still ongoing almost three years after it started, sort of like COVID. Uh, this is my subliminal advertising. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's wonderful. That's <laughs> wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah. It has been a great pleasure speaking with you. A any other thoughts, Jeff, that you would like to leave us with uh, from Kashup Davis or Gordon Davis? Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what would you like us to carry away from this book? Two things. The, the website, before I forget, is cashupdavis.com. All the information is there. Uh, as you mentioned, Amazon ran out of books, but they should have more soon. But if you want it in the meantime, wsupress.edu. Get it directly from the publisher. They have a supply there. I think the other lasting message is, is uh, get in the game. You know, Ask yourself, what will your legacy be? No matter what the answer is, just get in the game and, and fight hard for what you believe in and do stuff with your life because we only have so many days on this beautiful planet. It's a beautiful life. And whether you lose or win, fail or succeed, just try. I think that's the lesson from Kashyap Davis. Right. Let, let your reach exceed your grasp or what's a heaven for? Yeah, yeah, yes. that's right. Get out of your comfort zone. Wonderful. Thank you again, Jeff. Thank you so much. Good this has been fun. You.